Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, as Superman exposes the bigoted Ed Clayton and saves Freeville from inevitable deterioration, alarming news awaits his return to Metropolis. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. See, I'll bet nowadays when Mom asks you to run an errand to the grocery store, you start out like a streak of lightning because she's pretty sure to be sending for some Kellogg's Pet. Folks like it that well for breakfast. And that means another bright-colored comic button to add to your collection of that exciting new series. There were 18 new and different buttons at all, you know. Old-time favorites like Judy and Corky and, and Pat Patton, Tess Trueheart, Chief Brandon, and, and Vitamin Frentheart, and Superman himself. And say, if you happen to get a duplicate, well, that's even more fun because then you can swap with your pals. And you know the best part is you don't have to send in a single penny to get these keen-looking buttons, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. They come only as prizes, one in every package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. That's the come-on dish for breakfast, you know, the whole wheat flakes with a catchy sunshine flavor that really tickles your taste like anything. Why, a bowl of Kellogg's Pep looks so doggone sunny and golden and tastes so sunny and golden toasted that, well, you just show me a fellow or girl who can resist eating hearty. So ask Mom to get you plenty of P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now the adventures of Superman. Superman's belief that the drought in the Freeville area was mechanically induced in order to ruin a community of farmer war veterans was startling substantiated when the Man of Steel intercepted a camouflaged cabin plane which was performing strange gyrations in the sky. Then, from the occupants of the plane, he learned the mystery of the drought and the fact that Uncle Ed Clayton, a hate-hungering senatorial candidate, was behind it. But at the same time, unknown to Superman, Lois Lane and Abner Sykes were waiting for him in the old telegrapher's mountain cabin or in grave danger from two of Uncle Ed's henchmen. And as we continue now, Superman is in the camouflaged plane with the two captured pilots heading toward the cabin some 40 miles away. Suddenly, topping a tall ridge, the Man of Steel's X-ray vision pierces the dark miles ahead and reveals a shocking scene. Listen. Great Scott. Two men aiming rifles at Lois and Mr. Sykes. Oh, and away! Busting open the cabin door, Superman leaps from the plane, leaving the two pilots to stare after him open-mouthed as he flashes through the starry sky like a meteor whirled from its orbit. With the speed of light, the figure in red and blue rushes down upon the tiny cabin, where at that instant, facing the guns in the hands of Ed Clayton's henchman, Lois Lane gasps. No, don't. Don't shoot. Don't waste your breath, Miss Lane. Them fellers work for Ed Clayton. He won't stop at nothing. Not even murder. You're right, Abner. Uncle Ed's word is law in this here state. He says you and this newspaper gal dies. So here it comes. You mean here I come? Wait, Glory be. Up with those guns. 
Seizing the rifles of the would-be assassins, Superman thrusts them upward, even as they squeeze the triggers and the deadly leaden pellets scream up through the burned cabin roof. Then, not pausing, Superman seizes the pop-eyed gunmen by the scruffs of their necks, drops their heads sharply together, and as they fall unconscious, he turns to Lois and Sykes. I'm going to take these two characters with me. You, Miss Lane, and Mr. Sykes take their car and drive to state police headquarters at the county seat. Clark Kent will be waiting for you there. But, Superman... Up and away! I must pick up that plane again because the evidence I need is in it. Oh, great Scott, where is it? Uh-oh, there it is. And the pilot's making a desperate attempt to get away. Well, I'm sorry, my friends. You're coming back with me to face the music. Away! Zooming down on the fleeing plane, Superman dumps the two unconscious would-be assassins in with the now panicky flyers. Then, grasping the plane's landing gear, he propels the aircraft with the speed of light toward the county airport. And a few minutes later, he delivers all four of Clayton's men to the state police. Meanwhile, in the sumptuous library of his palatial mansion on the river, Clayton is listening to startling news on his telephone. What? Rain? In Freeville? Well, that can't be. I can't understand it. Uh, you don't have to tell me the rain will save them veterans. I know that too well. Yeah, hey, you darn tootin', I'll see about it. And right this minute, something went wrong, but I'm going to... I'm afraid you won't do anything about it, Mr. Clayton. What? Oh, uh, uh, look, I, uh, I'll i call you back later, Homer. Bye. Well, well, if it ain't my old friend, Mr. Kent. Mighty nice of you to drop in on me, sir. I don't think you'll feel the same way about that when you hear well, why. Well, if it isn't Miss Lane and my old friend Major Renshaw of the state police. Hello, Miss Clayton. <laughs> We've come here to... Why, nothing makes me so happy as to have my good friends around me. You know, that's, that's one of the blessings of these fine old United States. A man can get together with his friends in peace and freedom. You can skip the flag-waving, Clayton. Yes, Mr. Clayton. You can let your hair down now. <laughs> you sure are amusing people. Yes, sir. Well, you, oh, let me offer you some refreshments. You know, nothing elaborate, you understand. I'm a poor, simple man. Oh, but uh, I'll be proud state. to serve you what I can. Wait a minute. Stay where you are, Mr. Clayton. We've got something to say to you. Oh, uh, you, you have? Yes, yeah. For one thing, we wanted to tell you that it's raining in Freeville. Oh, is that so? Hell, hell, that's fine. Yeah, it's wonderful. What? Yeah. You know, you know, I've been worrying about them poor homestead and war veterans uh, uh, being busted by the drought. And is that why you yeah. caused the drought, Mr. Clayton? I? I caused the drought? <laughs> that's a good joke, son. <laughs> really? Well, we don't think it's so funny. We certainly don't. You see, Mr. Clayton, we know all about your so clever plan. We learned about it from your two plane pilots, Carson and Emery. They confessed everything. Huh? Uh, confess, you say? That's right. Yes, they admitted they'd been hired by you to fly into the rain clouds before the clouds reached the Freeville area. Then, also at your orders, they dropped dry ice, which resulted in saturating the moisture-laden clouds to a point where they released their rain at once, and always on the other side of the mountains. Oh, now, now, uh, you must know that's preposterous, son. Why, that's... Oh, it... no, it isn't. I've just found out that the same thing was done as an experiment in upstate New York a few months ago. And that's where you must have gotten your idea. Why, why, why that's ridiculous, I say. No, use, Clayton. Your men confessed. But I... What's more, we located a shortwave radio shack at the edge of your own estate where your man was in contact with an observer some distance away, and from which he radioed the direction of the approaching rain clouds to your pilots in the plane. Incidentally, your radio man and the observer have confessed, too. 
Now, are you ready to come along with me quietly? Oh, now, 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 wait a minute, friends. Wait a minute. Why, uh, this is obviously a plot against me. Yes, sir. My enemies are trying to do me in. My political enemies, that is. Oh, come on. Now, why should I do a thing like this? Why, why, why should I cause a drought to injure the citizens of my own beloved state? Your own beloved state. Don't make me laugh. Why, Miss Wayne? Wait, you did this deliberately to ruin the war veterans who'd settle on homesteads here. You wanted to bankrupt them and so drive them out of the state. I didn't do no such thing, Kent. Why, you I feared I... them because you knew that men who had fought for America wouldn't stand for the kind of un-American government you'd set up when you were governor. A kind of government you now wanted to perpetuate as senator. Why, why how dare you call me un-American, sir? Why, I'll fight to the last drop of my blood for the grand old Constitution. You would, eh? Well, the Constitution guarantees equal rights to every American, regardless of race or creed or color. But you've been trying to deprive the veterans of their simple right to make an honest living. That ain't true. It is true. I know because I heard you stir up the backwoods folks against the veterans by saying that the boys were foreigners because some of their parents were born abroad. Now, you look here. You're making a big mistake. Oh, no, I'm not, Mr. Clayton. I Don't waste your breath on him, Lois. He's licked now, stripped of all power in the state, and so is his party. Oh, am I? Right. And it's a safe bet you'll spend the rest of your life in jail. All right, come along, Clayton. Oh, no, Major. I ain't going with you. Don't be a fool, Clayton. Don't move, any of you. Look out, Major. He's got a gun. Yes, I have. I aim to use it, too. Put that gun down, Clayton. No, I ain't a-putting it down till I put a bullet in each one of you. Because Uncle Ed Clayton ain't a-never going to no jail. No, sir, he. Listen to me. Be sensible, Clayton. I'm done listening, Major. You're all done living. Yes, you and these two pesky reporters. Wait, Clayton. Don't move, Kenton. You either, Major. Now, permit me to say goodbye, brother Americans. <laughs> Moving back a step, Uncle Ed Clayton levels his pistol at Clark Kent, Lois Lane at Major Renshaw. And as Kent hesitates, not knowing how to act without revealing himself as Superman, the man of hate's finger begins to squeeze the trigger. What will happen? We'll return in a moment to find out. So stand by. You know, gang, all the time we're hearing about young fellows and girls who were hurt or killed in traffic accidents. Now, uh, maybe you think... It can't happen to me. Well, it can happen to you if you're not careful. That's why Mom and Dad are always cautioning you about things like jaywalking and and playing in the streets and, and hitching rides on cars or trucks. It just doesn't pay to take a chance. And say, uh, about riding your bicycle, here are a few don'ts to keep in mind. Don't ride with two people on a bike. And don't ride your bike in the dusk or darkness without front and rear lights. And don't shoot out into the street from behind a parked car. And don't race another bicycle on the sidewalk. These things are important, gang. Don't give an accident a single chance to catch up with you. In the library of his mansion, Uncle Ed Clayton has leveled a pistol at Clark Kent Lois Lane at Major Renshaw of the state police. But just as Clayton is about to squeeze the trigger, Clark Kent goes into action. His foot, guided by muscles of steel, jerks backward. And the rug on which they all stand sweeps backward with him, spilling Ed Clayton, Major Renshaw, and Lois Lane into sprawling heat. The pistol shot goes wildly into the wall. Then Clayton speaks no more as Kent, hurling himself forward, throws a smashing blow at the chin of the infuriated demagogue. A moment later, Ed Clayton, unconscious, is handcuffed by Renshaw. Nice work, Kent. It certainly was. Why, Clark, you... You were wonderful. That from you, Lois? Yes, from me. And I owe you an apology, too. Oh, no, this is too much. Everything you said about this story out here was right. But I sneered at you and I... No, wait a minute. Stop, Lois. You're turning my head. 
Look, why don't you get on Clayton's phone and give this story to Perry White? I'm sure Major Renshaw will excuse us. Why, sure. Go right ahead. You two have earned a scoop. Clayton will be quiet until the highway patrol car gets here to take him away. Thanks, Major. Go ahead, Lois. Call the planet. No, you call, Clark. After all, it is your story. Now I know I'm dreaming. Look, I tell you what. We'll split my life. Okay, it's a deal. Right. And thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till the chief gets a load of this story. It'll curl the few hairs he has left on his head. Sorry, Chief. Major Renshaw is waiting for a patrol car to take Clayton to the calaboose now, and Lois and I are going with him. Yeah. What? You kidding? What's up, Clark? What do you mean I should come back and leave Lois here? What's... Please. What? When was this? What, what, Clark? Just a moment, Lois. Yes, I hear you, Chief. I see. Well, that does make a difference. What? What makes a difference? Right. I'll come back at once, Chief. Clark. Be there in a few minutes. I mean, I'll leave at once. Right. So long. What is it, Clark? You have to finish up the story down here alone, Lois. I've got to get back to Metropolis in a hurry. But why? What happened? No time to tell you. So long. See you later. Rushing away from the surprised Lois Lane, Clark Kent leaves Ed Clayton's house by the rear door, strips off his business suit, and then as Superman rockets up into the air, bound for Metropolis. What did Editor Perry White tell Kent that caused him to leave in such haste? What has happened in Metropolis? We can tell you this much, gang. Superman and you are in for the surprise of your lives tomorrow when the Man of Steel confronts one of the most baffling adventures of his entire career. So whatever you do, don't fail to hear tomorrow's episode. Tune in. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, you can save mom a lot of work and give yourself a load of fun with Kellogg's Variety at breakfast. Sure, open up one of those individual boxes of your favorite Kellogg's cereal, pour on milk, and eat right out of the box. That's the Kell Bowl Pack, and it saves washing dishes. And it's more fun than a picnic. You know, Kellogg's Variety is the white, green, and red Kellogg package with ten one-serving packages of favorites like Kellogg's Pep and Rice Krispies and Corn Flakes. But be sure Mom gets Kellogg's Variety. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.